Peace, peace, and welcome. We're glad you're here. This is the Cook on Monday Morning Newsletter for November 11th, 2019. The George Washington Story. Quote, Educate and inform the whole mass of the people. They are the only sure reliance for the preservation of our liberty. Thomas Jefferson. George Washington never had his own children. He married a widow named Martha, who already had two children from her first husband. Washington also didn't have his own teeth. Tooth decay was a common issue back in the 1700s, and he had wooden dentures that bulged to make his mouth protrude. Washington did have slaves, though. A lot of them. About 317 at the very end of his life. Some he owned outright, and others he inherited from Martha's family fortune. He considered himself an enlightened slave owner. The abolitionist movement was a strong political cause at the time. Its leaders professed the freedom of every human being, but they actually didn't have African friends, nor were they willing to give up their own privileges to improve the conditions for enslaved Africans. The abolitionists are sort of like the so-called liberals today, at least as it relates to improving the conditions of black people in America. That said, the abolitionists did challenge Washington on the contradiction in fighting for liberty from Britain, yet owning human beings as property. However, the word challenge is a bit strong and inaccurate in describing how hard the abolitionists pushed him on this point. You see, Washington was America's first rock star. Like, you remember those days when boy bands were the craze and Michael Jackson did the moonwalk? He had that type of celebrity times 10. He was worshipped, and to speak ill against him was unheard of, even well into his second term as president. All of the celebrity in the world didn't help his business pursuits, though. He owned lots of farmland and a large mansion, which were all sustained by slave labor. His profit gains were marginal because he thought his slaves didn't work hard enough. He felt they should be grateful for the money he was spending on their food and shelter, which should have incentivized them to work harder. He preferred not to be the slaves, but he wasn't totally against it. There was a small group of slaves that he and his wife loved the most. One was a young maid woman that Martha owned, and the other was a cook that Washington owned. Martha considered the young lady her personal pet, and Washington kept his cook well-clothed and let him mingle in the company of free men when he stayed in free states. When these slaves got the opportunity, they both ran away. All the kind gestures, celebrity, and favor weren't enough to keep human beings from the desire to be free. Martha was heartbroken when her personal pet slave ran away. Washington tried to use all of his political connections to kidnap her and bring her back to the plantation, which was illegal to do. I suppose a good husband wants to keep his wife happy. Even if it meant taking a now free woman who had left bondage, gotten married, and started a family with three children who were themselves born free. The man Washington sent to abduct his wife's former slave saw her new family and decided not to follow through with his orders. 
that took courage. It seems like we should have more schools named after people like him. Washington did free his slaves in his will. He would not free his slaves while he was alive because he was certain it would have left them bankrupt. He ended up selling large amounts of his property holdings to stay afloat financially. As he didn't have children of his own, his stepchildren passed away. He did not have anyone to give his slaves to once he passed. His wife owned a large amount of his slaves, so those would go to their relatives. For some reason, people celebrate his will as evidence of the virtue of Washington. There is no doubt that he wasn't afraid to engage in a long and very difficult military campaign, which adds to his legend as a war general. To take on the British army considered the world's greatest fighting force at the time with an untrained and uneducated militia took courage. But the victory really can't be attributed to Washington's leadership alone. Had the French not gotten involved with their soldiers, training techniques, and military strategy, the war would have likely turned in favor of the British, and we would probably think of Washington the same way supporters of the Confederacy think about Robert E. Lee. Book recommendation, George Washington, Alive. Shoe recommendation, Stan Smith's. Thank you for listening. You can support the newsletter by subscribing at steveoncook.com. <laughs>